many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Hey everybody, in today's episode, we are going to discuss this word that I use on the show very often, synchronicity. You can call it coincidence, serendipity, but some of these coincidences is really all I used to know them as, but some of them are so coincidental and statistically impossible to happen, but yet they happen all of the times. They occur so frequently in our lives. Those things, those times when you're thinking of someone and they call you, you know, you say a word and the song comes on the radio of the same title. You look at the clock and it's always a certain time. No matter what, these things continue to happen. And, and I know for myself, whenever they happen to me, that I'm always saying, what does this mean? You know, it constantly drives me nuts. And they seem to have fired up even more over the last few years. Synchronicities seem to happen to people, though, when we start to pay attention to the circumstances in our lives. And we look a little deeper than what's on the surface. Now, the famous psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung, who teamed up at one point with Sigmund Freud to map out the human psyche, was actually the one who came up with the term synchronicity. And he just defined it as a meaningful coincidence. He thought that coincidences were so minimal of a way to describe some of the things that happened, some of the way these circumstances would match up in some of the studies that he looked at. And he, he wanted to give it something more than just calling it coincidence. It made it just sound like it was chance or luck. And he defined it as really a meaningful coincidence. But some people just blow these things off like it's a meaningless coincidence. Like it's just something like chance of happening. No different than the flip of a coin. Just like you happen to be in the right place at the right time and that's simply the answer. But with some people, these things happen so frequently and they're so profound with so much profound meaning and magnitude that it's sometimes almost laughable and obvious how the incidents just happen to transpire in people's lives. And really, from what I have found over the years, there's actually scientifically plausible explanations that describe what's happening with these synchronous events. Some of them are extremely theoretical when they describe these, these explanations. But really, it's one of the only things that serves as some sort of an explanation that begins to explain with, with some sort of scientific backing to it, rather than just dismissing it as luck. And for someone like me, I need to know that there's something more than just random luck, because some of the things that have happened in my life, some of the, the paths that I've crossed at the times that have happened, uh, there's just so much deeper of a meaning to it than it just being random luck. And even when it comes to that word, I mean, luck, 
what did they say? It was the residue of design. Luck is created through conscious intention, focus, and clarity. And this was this was uh, coined by John Milton, who was an English poet um, back in the 1600s, saying that luck was the luck was the residue of design. And by being willing to make choices that support rather than subtract from your intended outcome. But right there, just that statement shows that, you know, you're consciously giving some sort of, a, of an attention to it in your life. So then, yes, you know, your, your chances of luck increase of winning roulette if you go to a casino and play roulette. Your, your chances of winning the lottery increase every time you buy a ticket. But beyond just those games of chance, just cards and gambling, what about the random things that just happen to line up in certain circumstances at certain times in life, whether it's something you're praying for, something that you're hoping for, and that thing actually shows up? What explains those things? Now, a lot of what we're going to talk about is very theoretical in the sense that it goes into a bit of the simulation theory as well. And if you're not familiar with simulation theory, it's the hypothesis that the universe is either a very complicated simulation, like the matrix, like we're living in a computer program, or that we're living in a universe that is programmed similar to that of a computer system like we're aware of. And, you know, I'm leaning more towards that there's a correlation on how our computers are programmed that they may be similar to the physics of how the universe works. I find it a huge stretch to believe that we're living in some sort of a simulation. Although Elon Musk from Tesla, the, the founder of Tesla and SpaceX, he is fully convinced that we're living in a simulation. He's doing all sorts of things where he wants to find out what's outside of the simulation. I kind of find that a stretch. Of course, it's fascinating. You know, like a whole bunch of things that I listen to from time to time. I find it fascinating. I'll listen to it, but do I really buy into it? It's, it's not really satisfying the hunger that I have for data that would support it. But statistically, he does say, I mean, the, the statistics were something in the millions. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he talks about it's more likely than not that we are living in one than not. Um, but anyways, I'm going off the rails here. But the physics that we understand that we've programmed into computer systems, I think it's more likely that we have created all these advanced computer systems and we have programmed certain ways that they work based on the physics that we understand in the universe around us. And then now all of a sudden our understandings of the universe are working out a little bit more and we're starting to read the way that the universe actually works and we're saying things like, oh, look, it works like a computer system. Well, I think we modeled the way that computers and quantum computing, all that kind of stuff happens based on physics that we maybe didn't understand at the time when we started doing advanced computing back in the 60s and 70s. I mean, back to Elon Musk, I, I have heard uh, with him in similar mindsets that they put up a theory that we have advanced so much in technology in the last 100 years, especially like in the last 40 years, that it's entirely possible that in the near future, we could run simulations that are completely indistinguishable from reality. I mean, consider really where we came from when even I was a kid back in the 80s, we started off with like Pong, which was like two lines on either side of a screen bouncing this little tiny one digit, uh, you know, one pixel ball back and forth. That was literally the most advanced game that we had. And it moved on to Atari and Nintendo and Sega. And now we're all the way up to virtual reality that is so incredibly advanced that it's hard to distinguish it from reality, even at this point. Some of the games that are out there, 
And you know, I just bought an Oculus uh, Quest 2 this week. And it's something I've been dreaming of since I was a kid. And, you know, they've been making movies about virtual reality. So, you know, in the last 40 years, we have gone through such a major transformational paradigm shift in technology. Who's to say what the next 40 will bring? I mean, look at the last 10 to 15 just in cell phones alone. Um, but they're saying that, you know, in another 40 years, will we become so advanced that we can create a simulation that is so, so advanced that we, if we were in it, we wouldn't even be able to tell what the difference was between the real world and that simulation. So back to the concept of synchronicity and coincidence. There are scientific hypotheses that make the statements that go as far as explaining what these might be all about. And this may just be our first attempt at understanding why these things occur. Just like back hundreds of years ago when um, uh, Sir Isaac Newton first tried to explain why the apple fell from the tree and tried to explain gravity. What goes up must come down. And from him, Einstein took his foundations, took Newton's foundations, and created his own theories on general relativity. And that created Newtonian physics. And that all stemmed from the studies of both of these gentlemen that led to this uh, current understanding we have of the universe. And now recently, quantum physics is kind of challenging a lot of that, adding to it, but also challenging a lot of portions of it so that some of Einstein and Newton's theories no longer hold weight. Well, the understanding that we have of, of physics and reality right now, and quantum physics specifically, is starting to possibly explain the groundwork behind synchronicities. Another famous scientist by the name of Nikola Tesla also gave one of the biggest hints that is now starting to make sense um, in the scientific community in the last decade. He said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, you need to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And since all of solid matter, or what we perceive is solid matter, is actually 99.999% empty space, and at its smallest fundamental measurable scale, it's only an excitation, like a, a wave, an undulation of a vibrational field. We know that what Tesla said 100 years ago that we only just recently discovered was actually true. And... We'll talk about that and what synchronicities are, as well as the different type of synchronicities and how all these things come together in a minute. Now, if reality really is a simulation, or which I think is probably just more likely it operates like our understandings of how a simulation might work with our laws of physics and everything, just the way that we interpret it all, either way, reality is completely malleable, meaning we can change it. And Einstein was even quoted saying, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one, meaning that we can really change reality to suit our beliefs. It can be as simple as the way that we interpret paintings or music, all those things that have subjective understandings, they're understood by the observer. But what if it's deeper than that? What if reality is more malleable than just our observations? What if reality really is something that we physically interact with and we actually change on a physical level that we don't even comprehend yet. And these synchronicities are a direct result of those connections, those deep interactions that we don't see or understand at this time. Another wonderful sponsor that I want to mention is Organifi. I vowed to be very selective in the companies that I partnered with for the podcast 
But after trying some of their products, the results that I've had, and discovering how truly unique of a company they are, I had to support them on the show. Not only are they an amazing group of people with an outstanding mission, but this company produces some of the highest quality superfood products that I've ever tried. Going above and beyond certified organic, they certify the purity of their products many times over. I'm personally in love with the gold chocolate, which is a hot chocolate style drink that I have at the end of a long day. And it not only satisfies my cravings for dessert, but it also promotes recovery and relaxation with all of its incredible ingredients. And I haven't been able to live without this stuff ever since I discovered it. Check out their long line of amazing products at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you like, enter the coupon code LiveThisLife, all one word, to get 15% off of your order. So how did Tesla's understanding of the frequency and energy of the universe have anything to do with the subject that we're talking about today and some of the simulation theory stuff? So first, let's get a better understanding of exactly what I mean by synchronicity and coincidence. I mean, I mentioned a few of them before, but I'm sure that every single person has experienced these before. You know, it's those incidents where you're talking about someone or thinking about them and they either call or they they come from around the corner out of nowhere. Or you see a repeating number throughout your day, whether it's a time or a specific number, or the myriad of crazy coincidental chance happenings that seem so statistically impossible to happen at all, yet they happen to you anyways, sometimes frequently. Well, the science behind those can not only explain why this happened, but it can explain why they happen to some people more than they happen to others. And I'll start with a very objective viewpoint that debates the preceding information that I'm about to give you. So I'll give you a debunking statement sort of first. So you know when you shop for a new car and you have it picked out, you know you know which one you're going to get and you're really excited about it. You, you, You sifted through a whole bunch of different cars and it's days before you get it, you know, before you get the keys in hand, you drive off the parking lot of the dealership, you're waiting for all the paperwork to iron out. And in those few days leading up to jumping into your new ride, all of a sudden you notice the same car everywhere you go. And that doesn't mean all of a sudden there's a, there's a Jeep Grand Cherokee in existence. You know, it just came out there and now everybody in the world has one and it's flooded to your city. It just means your awareness is on them now and you're, you're tuned into it and you're observing them more often. They were there all along, but now you're looking for them more. So you see them more. So you've put that in your awareness, and now they just happen to be showing up. Doesn't mean that you've manifested a whole bunch of Jeep Cherokees in your life, whatever vehicle it is that you're looking at. Um, It just means that your awareness is on it. And this is similar to what I've talked about many times about the Monet uh, effect and how his paintings changed over time and that they got grayer and more washed out as the years went on. And people sometimes thought this was because he had turned lazy or changed his style, and that wasn't it. He actually developed cataracts. He was painting exactly what he saw. And he actually had surgery on one of his eyes, which caused him to see some really abstract colors. So he would paint the same painting with one eye closed and then paint the same exact one with the other eye closed. But now that you know that about Monet's paintings, when you see some of them, they're very crisp and clear, detailed color, and then some are these gray ones, and then some of the abstract colors. So... It's really hard not to notice those kinds of things when you look at those paintings from this point forward. And it's the same way you're going to notice all these cars that are there. They just didn't magically show up, but your awareness is there. So some of these things could actually go for the number of 
synchronicities and coincidences that happen in your life, whether it's the time on the clock, maybe you always see 444, 1111, 1010 all the time. Um, maybe you just never saw it before. It happened all the time. It was always on the clock. I mean, every day, twice a day, it's 1111. You know, every day, twice a day, it's 444. Maybe you just didn't notice. And now that you're paying attention to things in your world a little bit more, that could be the reason why, just like the car is showing up and just like, just like you're going to see Monet's paintings a little bit differently you know, going forward. That's one debunking statement of the whole entire thing of synchronicities. It just means you're more consciously awakened to the world around you. You're more observant. You've come out of your little box a little bit more. You've stopped looking at the little screens that are in front of you all the time. And, you know, or maybe you're out of the cubicle a little bit more. But you're starting to see all of these things. You're observing the more around you. You know, the, the sayings, the more you listen, the more you'll hear. And really, all these things can be typical symptoms of conscious awakening. As you become more conscious of yourself and the world around you, you start to notice things a little bit more, and that could really explain some of these synchronicities away. But what explains the bigger, heavier things? What explains the chance happening of you meeting that long-lost high school sweetheart that you've maybe had a crush on, and you end up meeting up with them randomly, and it ends up turning into a 20-year marriage? And I say that because that is how I came across the love of my life. I mean, I had a major crush on my wife when we were in high school. Um, I had a very serious girlfriend at the time all through high school. Um, and it didn't work out so well for me and my, my current wife now. Uh, you know, we were younger, 16, 17 years old. I had a little crush on her with this other serious girlfriend in the picture. And it didn't end very well back in high school. But then a couple of years, once we graduated, um, both of us in college, we happened to work for the same company. So uh, she ended up working in, a, in an office area, and I was just starting off in my law enforcement career and was working security at this company at 19 years old. And in that job, we had these little electronic scanners that we had to go through different points in the building to make sure things were all right. And one of them just happened to be right next to her cubicle. And when I scanned that little button, it made a beep, and she leaned out of the cubicle to look and there I am we hadn't talked in three years since this little thing went down in high school and uh there I am this guy that she probably never thought she'd see in uniform was standing right there and it's really been a wonderful story of uh, of happily ever after since there we're celebrating 20 years together because of that major life coincidence so do those kinds of chance meetings just get explained away as a coincidence does it just get explained away as a coincidence when you're talking about somebody and the phone rings and it's them. Maybe there's some vibratory connection that connects the two of you, but that is still an unexplainable phenomenon by the physics that Einstein tried to explain, by the rules that he had created in his studies. Those non-physical connections when he came across them, because he even observed some of those things in some of the rules of, of physics that he tried to, to create. And when he saw them, it didn't match up his models. He would just call it spooky action at a distance because he did not understand the smaller scales of entanglement. He didn't understand quantum physics on how everything really is connected at some fundamental level. But for me, when he tried to explain those types of things away and when people just said it was luck or chance, I didn't believe that. It wasn't good enough for me. So I needed more of... An explanation than just a cleverly worded whimsical explanation like spooky action at a distance. I needed to know why the apple came down when it was thrown up. I needed to know why these numbers came up more frequently sometimes than others. And 
I guess here's a partial explanation of my understanding uh, of what I got when I when I looked into these things through my endeavors. So if reality actually is programmed to run like a computer system that we've developed because we've modeled how our computers work after the universe or vice versa, maybe the universe is really modeled after a computer system. Either way, it's a structure that's similar to that of the programming of computer system, a series of binary code, ones and zeros that make up the programming of the universe. Let's say that's what there is. But right now, there are 7 billion intelligent, or maybe semi-intelligent, depending on your perspective, but 7 billion intelligent little beings walking around in this current simulation that we are all in, most of them on autopilot. And they are all connected when you think of it. They are all in a similar consciousness. And I talked about this when in the episode of the 100th Monkey uh, Experiment, where people on the same operating wavelength, in, this, in that particular one, it was a species of monkeys, but they operated all on a similar conscious wavelength and ideas spread throughout that. If you want to check that one out, it's only probably about 10 episodes ago, I don't know the exact number. But here we are, 7 billion of us in this current world, this current reality that we're in, connected on the same kind of wavelength in some way, shape, or form. And they're going day to day, just thinking about the next thing they're going to eat, the next thing that's going to consume their, their intelligence, their, how they're going to you know get the biggest bang for their buck for the day, whether that's money, sex, whatever feeds the dopamine influx. But that's it. They're not really consciously thinking about a lot of things, or at least a majority of them aren't. But when you step out of that role, when you step out of the typical programming of the day-to-day humdrum of what we really are just doing is feeding the system, when you step out of that and you start thinking in anomalous ways, you become an anomaly yourself. So an anomaly in what? Well, there's the Schumann resonance that we talked about before. It's the resonance of the the frequencies of the earth that are between the ground and the upper atmosphere, that, that sort of echo chamber between the ground level and the upper atmosphere. It's measurable. It has fluctuations. It actually changes and fluctuates sometimes based on what we as a species are doing, which is amazing. This measurable resonance field fluctuates based on what human beings are doing. Um, One of the more notable times that it fluctuated was the hours before the attacks on 9-11 Um, It also fluctuates all the time during global mass meditation events that are coordinated. They actually measure them consistently. It's a scientifically verified experiment. Well, when you operate outside of the frequency that is being generated by the 7 billion other little radio transmitters on the planet, you become abnormal. Therefore, you become an anomaly. And when you do that, you do something out of the normal. You're sort of breaking the programming. And it's really abnormal for you to see the same numbers on a clock, if you think about it. You look at the clock all the time, and it has your lucky numbers, or it's 11-11, it's 4-44, it's 10-10. That's really abnormal that every time you would look at the clock, you actually will see those numbers matching up, or on license plates, or or whatever. Or it's really abnormal for you to think of somebody, and they call, or you're talking about them, and they show up. They're right there on the street, and there they are. You haven't seen them in a while, and boom, they show up right in front of you. Those things are extremely abnormal. The odds behind those things are extremely rare. It's very abnormal for you to have these synchronicities, but a lot of people have them all the time. Now, back to that other subject, that everything in the universe that exists is energy and vibration. And one of the laws of the universe dictates that like attracts like. When you are emitting a frequency about you that is different than 
everyone else's frequencies. That's an anomaly working in this quote-unquote program. And you'll have anomalous things happen to you in your life, in your awareness. If the momentum of your programming, your feelings, your habits, all those things that push you towards a very prescribed future, a very predictable future, you just keep moving in that direction and you're really not going to notice really anything changing because day to day, it's pretty much the same thing. You wake up, go to work, come home, eat, go to sleep. But when you go against that, when you change certain things, when you switch up what you're doing, then you'll start to see the programming starts to get a little bit shifted and you become a deviation of that normal programming. And then you start having these things called deviation sinks or deviation synchronicities. They start to happen to you. These things also on their own can tend to build momentum because one of those anomalies will trigger something else, which then leads to more and more anomalies. And they come to you in clusters, but they'll only happen in clusters if you keep that momentum going. If you return back to the programming, they'll cease to exist just as quickly as they came on. And I've seen that happen so many times in my own life. Um, But at least that's the theories behind it. So in the conversation of synchronicities, there's a few different types of them as well from what I've learned. So there's precursor syncs that happen before some sort of life-altering event. So you see some of these things start to start up. You have these chance meetups, these signs that show up, and sometimes those can be a precursor towards something that's going to happen that's going to significantly alter the course of your life. Then there's the deviation sinks that occur because we've stepped out of that program, like I would mentioned, and the, the typical vibratory state that you were always in and that a majority of the people are in, you've stepped out of it and become an anomaly. So therefore, you are attracting more anomalous type of things into your life. Then there are the expansion sinks that correlate with a bit of spiritual growth or ex- then there's the expansion sinks that correlate with moments of spiritual growth um, or the existence of some sort of a revelation about your life. Your awareness basically will shift and that sends out a ripple, like a ripple through space and time and often are very symbolic, like um, maybe like a feather floating down on you and you find feathers everywhere you go. It's, it, some people have different symbols in their life that recur, um, like insects, dragonflies. That's a huge one for my wife. And then so th- those are also kind of correlated to message sinks as well. Um, those can pop up like things in a dream, dream symbols, animals, numbers. So th- there's all these different sort of signs that can tell you that you're on the right path and that you've made some sort of a good decision or maybe that it's making you aware that uh, something that you're about to make a decision on could be good or bad. It's so hard to tell, but you just have to pay better attention when you start to see those synchronicities, those strange coincidences that happen. And then there's the manifestation sinks. Those happen through some of the most connected people where something physically shows up when you dwell on it in a certain state of mind for long enough. Basically, your subconscious mind is so tuned in that it's always focused on this one particular thing. And you kind of get yourself in that vibratory state. And the universe all around you shifts in certain ways to make that thing turn up. One of the most frequent sinks that happens is the expansion sink. And that typically happens during the expansion of your being, like your, your bubble of reality gets a little bit bigger. And this happens at times of great awakening and conscious shifting. 
this can be very, very symbolic type of synchronicities, um, like a life learned lesson or evolution that's happened has created some sort of a major shift in your life. Sometimes these can also come in the form of messages or signs. Um, it could be something like a strange symbol that constantly pops up or those numbers like you'd see in a dream, except it happens when you're awake. Now, I have these things happen all of the time off and on, and I try not to dive in them too much. It's kind of driven me nuts, and I don't really have that spare time to sort of sit and ponder, like, what's happening? Why are these things coming up in my life? Plus, a lot of these things, again, they're just theories. So you could be sitting there pondering away, trying to figure out, what is this that's showed up? Why are these things coming to me? And literally, some of them could just be simply explained away as coincidence. So I haven't looked into them too much, but when they do pop up, I kind of sit and ponder a little bit. I do sort of like a reflection at the end of my day and at the beginning of my day, and I try to figure things out a little bit. And on these days where it's been really heavy, when I kind of reflect on my day, I try and think about what's happened in the days preceding it, and then also maybe pay attention a little bit more in the days that are coming up to see what's going on. What am I growing through? Um, you know, what's occurring in my life that could be maybe causing some of these things. It just makes me a little bit more conscious. I start paying a little bit more attention um, to the things that are going on and seeing if there's something significant going on. For me right now, I'm actually starting to have a whole ramping up of these, which is what inspired me to finally do this episode. This has been one that I've had on my list for a while. Um, but I'm making a lot of different conscious decisions in the last couple of weeks to shift things. I had become... Uh, very overtaxed, starting to get bitter and snippy with a lot of people that were around me and not turning my attention to the things that actually uh, that I enjoy. I was dedicating my time and energy towards something that's completely unrewarding, um, just letting that rope me in, letting people who are in charge of some of those things take complete advantage of me. And I put the brakes on it and said, that's enough. And I put my political endeavors, more live this life stuff in my awareness and family big time in my awareness and cutting back on all the other things. And I've noticed that I've started to have so much more synchronicity happen lately. Things are speeding up in those other directions where your attention goes, energy flows, and this has been a huge uh, revelation for me and demonstration of that. Um, and the tip that I got to try and figure these things out was log them so you can better keep track of them and interpret them. So I started doing that and it's kind of helped me reflect and I think it's starting to build a momentum. Now, we have these things occur sort of in our dreams, too. We, you know, we get these symbols, these numbers or people, um, which definitely can be powerful. But, you know, really, one of the profound things that I learned was that a dream is basically all the creation in your mind. You know, everything about that reality, as real as it might seem, it's all creation in your mind. So those things showing up would kind of be like you playing a game on your PC with no one else connected, but then when you manifest things in the real world, that'd be like connecting to the network and playing multiplayer against other people. So you become connected. So when things happen and go your way, you're not just in your own little, your own little world. You're in an interconnected world a bit more. Um, that's one way I've heard it described. But it's very different to manifest those things in your outer world rather than your dreams. And it takes a lot of real world things to make all those things line up. I'm remembering this conversation that I had with two of our good friends, Chrissy and Jason. We actually were just over their house last weekend. And there are some of those really like high achieving, high vibing types of people who are tapped into a lot of this stuff and it's starting to reflect in their lives. And Chrissy was telling us about how she was in the grocery store and she was thinking about how she wished 
she had this little clip or a hand strap on her purse and how cool it would be to have one and how handy it would be. And as she's walking through the grocery store, um, she had barely made it a minute or two after thinking about it. And she was making her way to the deli counter and there was one randomly hanging on this hook like someone had put it there because someone dropped it. And it actually matched her purse. It was placed in that spot deliberately by somebody. It was the exact thing that she was looking for. And when she told me that story, I was thinking for a minute, I'm like, wow, actually, I remember this time where I was searching on Craigslist last year for a set of Bowflex weight dumbbells, uh, the ones that you select with the little knobs at the ends. You can select how much weight you want to pick up when you pull it out of the rack. It's like having a whole set of weights on one little set. So expensive, kind of hard to find, kind of unique. Found some on Craigslist, and I had emailed this guy. Uh, He lived about an hour and a half south of us in Hartford, Connecticut. So I left him, uh, sent him an email, and asked him if he ever traveled north. I'd be really interested, like to get them. Um, And if he ever came north, since I'm an hour and a half north of him, if he ever came this way, maybe I can meet him halfway. He called me back after I sent him the email a few minutes later and said that he had them available. And then he was actually heading to Keene, New Hampshire, which is a half an hour north of us, and just told me he got off the interstate the next town over and was driving through my town in 10 minutes. And he had the weights in the back of his SUV. So 20 minutes after I send this email, here I am pretty much having these weights delivered to me. Weights in hand, handed him the money, he gave them to me, went on his merry way. Um, So that's all the kind of stuff that happens. It was crazy kind of those two stories put together, but it's exactly what inspired me for this episode all my number synchronicities that are coming up the people crossing my path in the last few weeks the amazing connections that i'm making of just randomly thinking of people and it's popping up and the numbers and all that kind of stuff it it all starts to pick up and it starts to build momentum so when i sit here and i've pondered what does it all mean i tend to think of these things being far more than just something coincidental Dr. Carl Jung, who was convinced that these meaningful coincidences always correlated to something significant in their lives, and that something was causing these things to manifest themselves in people's lives, and they correlated to what was going on with those people at that time. And Mr. Jung was was open to this very unexplored area of existence because he said that you know maybe future generations would understand them a little bit more, um, and people didn't pay attention to them enough now because they didn't know enough about them. So not enough information was out there to study correlation. But with these concepts being discussed more and more often by a broader audience, these things coming mainstream, coming online, people paying attention a lot more, and therefore finding meaning and connection in these things rather than just seeing them as luck, people are starting to pay attention to them, talk about them, document them, and it starts to pick up speed. So... Maybe there'll be more to study in the future. Maybe this will just be our beginning stages like there was when Newton had the apple fall from the tree and Einstein studied these things and and Tesla studied these things 100 years ago. Maybe we're in those beginning stages of a new level of discovery like quantum physics did for general relativity. Maybe we're in this new beginning stages of understanding manifestation and how these synchronicities are a part of that. Who knows, but it's exciting. It's one of those things that I bring to the podcast to just show the potentials of what could exist out there in life, and those potentials make life so much more interesting. If these things are all correlative, if this does explain away what all these synchronicities and coincidences that happen to us on a daily basis, some of us on a daily basis, if it explains those things, though, 
then how much more interesting could life actually be? This is your sort of like light bulb that goes off when you start to see these things like, hey, pay attention for a second. You're on the right path. Something amazing is about to happen to you, so pay attention. If that's what it means, great. If it's just more luck, then so be it. Either way, pondering these things and trying to discover more about them, I find it extremely interesting. If these concepts really interest you, I can point you in the direction to learn so much more about this a little bit deeper, even just the basics of it from someone who I think is, actually I know is far more knowledgeable in this stuff than I am. Um, I follow Dr. Teresa Bullard across all platforms. Um, really, I've talked about her before, but she is one of the most profoundly influential teachers when it comes to merging spirituality and science and a lot of these deep quantum physics type of concepts. Um, I hope to have her on the show at some point in the near future. It would be awesome. I can't imagine the conversation her and I would be able to dive into, but her material that she presents through her own programs and on her show on Gaia.com, it's called uh, Mystery Teachings, the knowledge that she has from, not just the knowledge she has, but the way that she's able to present it from the beginner level all the way up through some of the more advanced stuff that even kind of makes my head spin sometimes. It's just amazing. And if this stuff interests you, go follow her. Um, she is a huge inspiration for this kind of stuff that I totally geek out on from time to time. Um, I love this stuff because it just adds so many more what ifs to life. And a lot of it is backed up by some of these extremely intelligent people like Dr. Bullard, who have dedicated their lives towards the studies of this stuff. And they have scientifically backed facts that go beyond just concepts. They go beyond just myth and just whimsical metaphysics. It actually turns things into tangible fact. And when it goes that far, where it's kind of hard to disprove it anymore, I feel like that just adds a whole other layer to, to life. It just makes things so much more interesting. Adds another dimension to our existence in a very positive way that could potentially enhance our lives. So if it's it's something that can add to people's life. I'd love to bring it to the show. That's the point. I'm all about it. So I'm all about her stuff. And definitely go check her out if this kind of stuff interests you. So I think I'm going to wrap this one up with a song from Eula. This is actually the first song off of his upcoming EP, Venus. The name of this song is called Soul. If you haven't checked out his stuff, go on YouTube or Spotify, but... Um, follow along with him on Facebook as well, but he just had a announcement about his album. Uh, he's giving away some CDs as well, so go like his stuff on social media. But his, this is amazing. He's got his first album actually coming out, and his stuff is super, super high vibe. So go check him out if you haven't already. Until next time, pay attention to those chance meetings, those improbable coincidences. There might be just a little bit more going on there than just luck. We'll see you next time.